At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. Tonight, the salary cap is set and the Rams have some tough decisions to make. Plus, Michael Brockers could be on his way out of L.A. again. And later, how many quarterback changes could we see in the NFC West this year? We'll talk about it next on Ram Showcase. Welcome to Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I am your host, Joe Brandon, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags, and I am laying down the law for you guys tonight. Cool show to get into. We are getting closer and closer to free agency, which is a very exciting time in the NFL. It's all just chaos, which is a lot of fun, especially for somebody like me who likes to talk about the L.A. Rams and their chaos, which seems to be a very regular thing these days. Rams and chaos. They're just making big old moves all the time, but it's a good time. And it just makes us more excited for the season to start. Not that we needed more reasons to be excited for the Rams games to start back up in September, but we got them now. Comp picks, they are out. We got those today. And like I said, we're getting a little bit closer to uh, free agency time. And actually, I did want to mention this again. I mentioned it last week, but I did want to just remind you guys that on the 15th will be the five-year anniversary of Ram Showcase. So we will be doing a live on that night. So once I'm home from work, I'm guessing it'll be about 5.30 LA time, 6.30 Joe time, and uh, about 8.30 for you guys on, on the other coast over there. But uh, we'll be doing a live on the, the Ram Showcase YouTube channel, so make sure you guys are A, subscribed, and uh, B, notified that things are happening. And then also... We'll, we'll go D, I guess, uh, whatever the next one up is. And also just make sure that you guys have some availability on Monday night because we are going to be talking about not only the LA Rams, but also Ram Showcase as a whole and the history of Ram Showcase. So come hang out with me. I'm going to enjoy a beer while we're just kicking it. And uh, we'll basically be doing an AMA, Ask Me Anything. We can talk about the Rams. We can talk about myself. We can talk about the show. We can talk about... Anything really, as long as it's at least moderately Rams related, I'm down for it, all right? And the reason I say that is because that's what I like to include in all of my conversations. Just ask my coworkers. Try to talk about the Rams as often as I possibly can. So make sure you guys uh, do uh, subscribe and get notified for the March 15th. That is this upcoming Monday. Unless you guys are watching me after that, then you guys already missed it. But... Like I said, we'll be shooting for about 5, 5.30 LA time, and uh, it's just a celebration. Five years of Ram Showcase. Five whole years of me just aggressively shouting my opinions into your ear holes for no real reason, except for I like to do it, and you guys apparently like listening to me a little bit. I've been going for five years, and we're doing, I mean, better every day, so I guess, I guess it's working out, but... We will talk uh, more on that day. We will get it all set up, so there will be like a notification that uh, I will be going live, and we'll just do that on Monday. Uh, I'll set that up on the weekend, and then on Monday, we'll be good to go. And once I get home from work, I'll get everything ready, crack open a beer, and then we will get to talking about the LA Rams and Rams Showcase, which is going to be good stuff. Like I did say, though, comp picks, compensatory picks, com- compensatory picks, whatever, however you say it, they did get released. And the Rams got three of them, two in the third round and one in the fourth. Those are picks 101, 104, and 142. So the Rams, of course, that's a pretty strong haul on some uh, on some compensatory picks. And uh, we get three new L.A. Rams coming in. So unless the Rams just, just decide to trade those picks, you can't trade comp picks now. That is a, a new thing. It's only been around a couple of years that you can trade those. It used to be you had to take them. You had to pick those those guys at those, whatever your comp picks were, you had to pick at that spot. Not the case anymore. Now you can kind of just 
you can give them away. Uh, we know that draft day as Rams fans is not necessarily the most exciting day of the year. Free agency is a very exciting time. Typically week one is now a, st- a very exciting. It's always been an exciting time because I have even like in the Rams, the dark era, as I call it, uh, some of those St. Louis years. I even like there was there. I, I would always be pumped for week one. And then I remember there was like the first play. The Rams' first offensive play of the year was against the Eagles. I can't remember exactly what year this was. It wasn't that long ago. Uh, But Steven Jackson took it. I think it was a 47-yard run all the way to the house. And it was like, man, it's like this is a sign. We're going to be so good this year. But he also pulled a hammy on that same play. And I think that that was the sign. (laughs) That was the sign that it was not going to be a good year. That's where the narrator comes in. Like after like I'm sitting there like, man, this is a sign. This is going to be good. That's when the narrator pops in and is like, it was not going to be good. (laughs) You know, and then it flashes to like week 17 and we're doing terrible out of the playoffs. And I'm the only Rams fan left because apparently when they're not good, no one shows up anymore but me. We got one other that shows up all the time. But the others, you guys know who you are. If you guys are out here, if you guys are part of the Colorado squad, and you guys just keep bailing every time that the Rams don't win a game, then, you know, I, I could be mean, but I'm not going to be mean. Just just don't do that. <laughs> no, don't do that anymore. All right, moving on. The Rams elect not to utilize the franchise tag this season. This was an expected move, although I, I don't know any Rams fans. I can't name a single Rams fan that did not want safety John Johnson back in the LA Rams roster in the 2021 season. So for that news of it, it is unfortunate. We get to see, we, I, mean, I don't know if get to see is the proper wording there. I would say have to see. We have to see John Johnson play for another team next year. Most likely, I think it would be very difficult for the Rams to be able to retain him. Based on the salary cap situation, we'll get into that a little bit more uh, here. That's a little ways down, but maybe we can just move that up. I can do whatever I want, but... Uh, so the salary cap is now set, and based on that salary cap being set, I think if my brain works correctly, that should put the Rams at about $33, 32000000 over the cap right now. So the Rams still do need to make some decisions, but the Rams were kind of bracing for the cap to be $2.5 million less than it actually is set at. So that does benefit the team in a little bit of a way, but... Ultimately, no franchise tag. It would have been $11.1 million to use it on John Johnson. Some seem to think that it was more likely that the Rams utilized the franchise tag on linebacker Leonard Floyd. I did not expect that one. I'm not surprised to see him uh, not get the, the franchise tag. But I'm also not surprised to see John Johnson not get it based on salary cap numbers. And I think, um, oh man, who was it on the Pat McAfee show? He, they worded it in such a good way about the franchise tag. And how like, yeah, of course the players hate it. It's not long-term success, whatever. But also, yeah, I think the quarterbacks who have made the most money, like pocketed from like deals into bank accounts the most money, are the guys who were on the franchise tag. I mean, you you look at Dak, and I know that he just signed his deal, but like Kirk Cousins as well, one of the highest earners. Shouldn't be, but he is because of the franchise tag. And I mean, hey, I guess it kind of worked out for him, right? I mean... He he stayed with his team for a little while, then he got he left and then got a, a, another big deal. So I don't see why it was necessarily that bad of a thing. I understand the wanting the long term uh, stability in your deal, but either way, the franchise tag not used. I actually, by the way, guys, I we talked about the last time the Rams used the franchise tag was on safety. Lamarcus Joyner did recently get cut from the Las Vegas Raiders. So he is actually a free agent. Not saying that the Rams need him or should sign him or will sign him or anything. Just a little fun, little tidbit, because I didn't even know he was still with the Raiders, honestly. Uh, I don't pay too much attention to the AFC teams. I mean, I watch every team and I'll watch any team. Uh, but as far as like knowing every roster inside and out, uh, that's not uh, that's not something that happens in this brain. Uh, but either way, uh, the, the the tag number for John Johnson would have been at $11.1 million, and I'm going to guess that he's going to draw more than that per year on the open market. My money still says that he goes to the L.A. Chargers. Brandon Staley, of course, heading over there. Uh, the, the Joe Barry move did not work out for the Chargers. Joe Barry originally signed on as a defensive passing game coordinator and linebacker coach of the L.A. Chargers. 
but apparently that didn't go official or anything like that, and now he is going to be the defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers, so a little bit of move there that does Kind of hurt my prediction of Leonard Floyd and John Johnson both going to the Chargers because a big part of that was uh, Joe Barry. But also the bigger part of that is actually Brandon Staley, who was the Rams defensive coordinator last year. And of course, I mean, we did we saw uh, John Johnson didn't necessarily light up the stat sheet, but he played amazing, had a great year. Leonard Floyd had a career year. Uh, and the reason that he even came to the Rams was because of uh, Brandon Staley. So I wouldn't be surprised about that at all. Talking about the Rams defense, though, the Rams have made defensive lineman Michael Brockers available for trade. So the Rams are taking calls on Michael Brockers. So it's very likely that the the fact that this news is even out, the fact that, that we are even hearing that the Rams have, have fielded calls or slash making calls, whatever the situation is, that they are shopping in a sense uh michael brockers he's as good as gone i mean we we saw it with the the jared goff deal we see we even saw it back in like the todd Gurley, brandon cook's days of you know some comments are said and then those guys are out pretty quick after that so uh i i think that this news coming out about michael brockers being kind of shopped and available for trades i think that that kind of spells his his future and that it's no longer with the LA Rams. And, you know, I mean, he's he's had an awesome career. He's he's really, I, I don't want to say benefited from Aaron Donald. Obviously, people benefit when they play with Aaron Donald. But I think my, Michael Brockers has been an awesome player for the Rams. What was he drafted? I think it was 13th overall a few years back in St. Louis. Uh, but also, Brockers is making the news for some comments he made on TMZ, or to TMZ, I should say. Uh, Michael Brockers, though, uh, some of these comments... They're like asking them questions, and it's a, just a super TMZ thing to do. Ask a bunch of questions. Of course, you're trying to get those little nuggets, but these, the these, I, I don't want to blame them. I'm part of the media. I don't want to blame. I just don't want to throw people under the bus or anything. But I mean, their job is to get those nuggets and then make a story out of it. And he gave them that. Michael Brockers absolutely gave TMZ nuggets for stories for days. All right, so. Some of the comments that he had mentioned is that Stafford is a level up over Jared Goff. Obvious, but I get it. I mean, that, that's, I mean, you, you have to say it. I mean, you can't just not say it, but at the same time, there's no reason to necessarily throw Jared Goff under the bus like that. But also, I mean, yeah, you're supporting your new quarterback if Brockers is even around. So he's probably never going to play with Matt Stafford, uh, but wouldn't it be funny if, Brockers got traded to the Lions and and Jared Goff had to be like, so what's up, man? <laughs> I think it'd be fun, but either way, a level up over Goff. I think we all know that. And I don't think that that's a surprise to anybody. Uh, again, my question has been unanswered. Uh, my, my question, because people keep commenting and saying like, hey, Matt Stafford sucks. He's not crap. Anything like that. Is he or is he not an improvement over Jared Goff? I just want a yes or no answer because that I know the answer to that question, but that's the reason the Rams made the move. Quarterback was the weak spot of the Rams last year. They improved that position. I don't know what else you want. Not everybody is a superstar. Not everybody can be a superstar. There's what, four in the NFL superstar quarterbacks where they're irreplaceable guys. You can't always get them. You can get a guy that's above average, or you can get a guy that's better than your previous guy, which is what the Rams did. So also Brockers, he was kind of mentioning some 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 rumors that we've talked about here on Ram Showcase even. The Russell Wilson being traded potentially from the Seattle Seahawks. And basically what Brockers said was that his fingers are crossed that Wilson gets traded from the Seahawks. But again, my point goes back to the fact that Michael Brockers probably isn't even gonna be here anymore. So I don't know if he necessarily should care that much. But also, that's also not a jarring comment, okay? Just like saying that Matt Stafford is improving over Jared Goff, it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, unnecessarily commented, but yeah, yeah, it's true. And then a defensive lineman hoping that Russell Wilson, one of the one of those quarterbacks, one of those top-tier quarterbacks, gets traded away from a division rival? Yeah, obviously, yeah. We would all like to see Russell Wilson not play for the Seahawks anymore. Russell Wilson's very good at football, all right? And if he can be away from one of the Rams division rivals i'm cool with it all right hopefully he just goes to an afc team we don't have to see him that much anymore i know that the the rams kind of get to wilson pretty regularly but hey if we can it, he's what holds them together and if he leaves they're gonna fall off 
Uh, Brockers, though, uh, like I had said, he he was part of the St. Louis Rams team. There is currently only five members of this current roster right now who are currently under contract, at least for the next seven days, who also played in St. Louis. That is Johnny Hecker, the punter. Of course, Michael Brockers. Jake McQuaid, the long snapper, although he is scheduled to be a free agent one week from today. So that might be changing. And then, of course, Aaron Donald who was drafted in St. Louis, and Rob Havenstein starting right tackle for the LA Rams. Havenstein, I wouldn't be necessarily shocked to see him get cut um, or to have his deal restructured. I think both of those are realistic options. Aaron Donald, I'm sure his deal gets restructured in some way where he still makes all that money, but things are just kind of pushed around and moved into bonus or whatever it happens to be to just free up some cap space. That's that's what the Rams are looking at right now. Johnny Hecker, hopefully he spends his entire career as a Ram. I would love that. And then Brockers, like we had talked about, looks like he might already be on his way out. So in a weird way, I guess, we could enter this season with only two players who played for the St. Louis Rams on this roster. We talked about it last week. The last remaining L.A. Ram into St. Louis was wide receiver Isaac Bruce, Hall of Famer. And this time around, Johnny Hecker and Aaron Donald, it's probably going to be between one of them on who is the last remaining St. Louis Ram on the current roster. I know, and that's not even important. It's not relevant at all. Uh, To me, Cleveland, St. Louis, LA, it's all the Rams, and I love all the Rams. It doesn't matter to me what city it's in. I love the Rams. I live in Colorado, so it's not like I'm going to home games every weekend anyway. Speaking of home games, looks like only California residents are going to be allowed to go to SoFi this year, so it looks like I'm going to have to miss another season going to SoFi. Uh, it's unfortunate, but hey, whatevs. Uh, also, as far as, you know, we talked about Michael Brockers being on the, the trade block, or at least the Rams receiving calls on it. Uh, the Rams have also received calls on wide receiver Robert Woods, but reports also say that the Rams are not interested in moving Woods, which actually would really surprise me. If the Rams were willing and and made a move to 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 push out Robert Woods that would actually surprise me. I don't think it's going to happen. I think that the I somebody somewhere said that they were calling the Rams on Woods or something and it just I I don't think that the Rams would would make that move. He is I would say the Rams best wide receiver. I know Cooper Cup is in that conversation as well and if you look at like PFF numbers Cooper Cup I mean he's way up there on a lot of things especially like third down and stuff. So uh, either way, though, I think Robert Woods is the LA Rams receiver. You know what I mean? Like he is, he is that guy. I would say that Cup is probably his job is not as safe as Woods, but I think they're both pretty safe. And I, I, I've said that a lot this uh, this off season is that like I'm not 100 sold that Cooper Cup is going to be back. That's simply because he's missed all of the Rams' biggest games, and the Rams are quick to move on from people, especially even if they've just given. I don't want to say especially if they've given them an extension, but even if they've given them an extension. Just having an extension in producing and being like a, a solid player is not enough anymore for to to stay long term with the LA Rams. That's not a guarantee that you're not going to get moved. And also keep in mind, Cooper Cup has missed all of the Rams' biggest games in the last few years. Missed the Packers game this year. Missed the Super Bowl and the whole playoff run uh, two years ago. Those games that the Rams needed as many people as possible and needed that production. He was in street clothes on the sideline because he was hurt. And I don't think he's necessarily injury prone, but it's worked out in a way where he's missed all of the Rams' biggest games. I don't think he's gone. I don't think he leaves, but it would not shock me. That's really my point with that. Let's move on to the salary caps. Uh, I have rumors in here because uh, when I wrote this, it was still rumors, but it has been confirmed now. The salary cap is set at $182.5 million. We were already kind of planning the the gap that everybody was kind of looking at was between 180 and 185. They hit that dead center. So 182.5. The Rams were kind of, in my knowledge, I guess, preparing for the cap to be about $180 million, which is, of course, it is a drop from last year. Uh, we expected the drop. The NFL made a bunch of money. Still, the NFL's a powerhouse as far as business goes, but uh, the, the, the salary cap did drop. And we are expecting it to jump normal rates once, you know, people are allowed in and everything. So this is just a weird little dip uh, thanks to the pandemic. So I, I don't take this as like the salary cap is going to keep dropping or anything like that. 
Uh, but the Rams were waiting on this. Most teams were waiting on this. Now, though, we know what we need to work with. And per, I, I haven't watched the whole thing because I, I was at work all day and then I, ju- I just got off and I, 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 I get off work and I sit down and I record. So I haven't seen the whole interview or anything yet, but I do know that Les Steed was making comments today on like his live press conference uh, that the the number one priority is going to be to restructure deals, to not cut guys, but to restructure deals to open up the cap space. The Rams have to be under the salary cap by March 17th at, was at 1 o'clock LA time. 2 o'clock Joe time, 1 o'clock LA time. The Rams have to be under the cap at that point. I don't know what happens if you're not. <laughs> I truly have no idea like what happens because it always happens. There's always a way to get under the salary cap. There's always a way. No matter what, there's a way to do it. So... That's kind of what we're waiting on now, but uh, of course, of course, uh, the 182.5, that's not necessarily what we wanted to see. I was kind of like, I was kind of hanging out hope that it would only drop to like 190. It was a pretty significant drop. I can't remember exactly what it was at, 198 or something like that. Uh, I was hoping it would go to about 190 just to buy the the Rams just a little bit more space because the Rams are just in that situation right now where they're just, they're just, you know, a little bit of salary cap hell, but it's fine. It's fine. It's like that meme of like the the dog sitting in the fire or whatever. It's like this is fine. That's basically how I view the Rams salary cap situation because I'm always like it's it's cool, it's cool. We got this, we got this. It was, it's just chaos. We're like over the cap already. <laughs> we, how are we supposed to sign free agents? We're already over the cap. Uh, but either way, one eighty two point five is what that will be. Uh, every team is allotted for the twenty twenty one season. Of course, the Rams are eating a lot of money this year again. I think there's still girly money being eaten. Uh, I know Jared Goff money is being eaten this year, so we'll free up some space, but it's going to take a, a couple of years to kind of rotate out of those bad contracts that the Rams signed with you know, Brandon Cooks. I think we're done with that one, though. Uh, Brandon Cooks, Todd Gurley, Jared Goff, those are just some contracts that the Rams are going to need to, I mean, you just got to let them play out, basically. There's nothing we can do about them, so we're just eating dead cap. Let's take a look at the rest of the NFC West. No NFC West team elects to use their franchise tag. None expected. We didn't expect any from the NFC West, but we also didn't see them. So uh, we'll hop in with uh, the Seattle Seahawks first. Russell Wilson is left off of the letter to season ticket holders for the Seattle Seahawks. Starting to feel like Wilson might actually be out of Seattle. This will help the Rams immensely. Per Dan Patrick, two teams have already made official offers to the Seahawks. For Wilson, those two teams have not been named, but that is per Dan Patrick. And you know that's it's kind of interesting to me that they that they wouldn't say the teams, but I guess it also makes sense. I would guess maybe the Jets, if it was the Bears, I think we might know about that just because Wilson has been pretty open about the fact that he is willing to play for the Bears. He wants to play for the Bears. I don't understand why necessarily. I don't understand why going from Seattle to Chicago is like a move where you're like, oh, hell yeah, like, this is this is, this is going to go great. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, Allen Robinson, I think he would, he would have a, a strong connection with. Uh, the defense is pretty strong. In Seattle, I just don't think cares about him anymore. And it's a, it's a weird situation in Seattle now because how does he go back and play for the Seahawks and not have this like weird little like thing hanging over him? Of like he, that he doesn't necessarily like it there, and that they're making kind of weird comments. He's running out of meetings apparently. I don't know. I don't see it working out either way. So I, I guess we'll just have to we'll have to just watch that one unfold. But the Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson, I'm not fully convinced that that trade's not going to happen. I think it's very realistic that Russell Wilson could be on his way out of the Seattle Seahawks. And uh, also for the Seahawks, uh, running back Chris Carson and cornerback Shaquille Shaquille Griffin, they look like they are both going to be testing free agency. So uh, some so two big names for the Seahawks there, and it looks it, it it looks it feels it smells like the Seahawks might be going into a little bit of a rebuild. And in this division, oh, that's going to be a rough rough timing because I think the the other three teams are building up right now. The Arizona Cardinals slow build but they're building up uh i don't i'm not 100 sold on kingsbury yet i'm interested to see where murray kind of caps out he got better from year one to year two but we'll see how that progression keeps going we'll see the impact of jj watt patrick peterson's probably gone but they still got like buddha baker chandler jones so i a decent team over there i don't i'm not in love with their coaching staff at all but they're i think getting better the san francisco 49ers i like their coaching staff a lot 
I think they have some strong coaches. If they get a quarterback and can stay healthy, they're obviously a team that, that can compete. They were just in a Super Bowl not very long ago. And then, of course, you got the L.A. Rams, who are the best team in the universe. So, <laughs> uh, But the Rams, I mean, very, very top-tier defense was first in yards and points given up last year. And the offense, the weak spot was quarterback. The Rams look to have addressed that position. So we'll see what happens this year on the offensive side of the football. But and with Sean McVay, you know that there's at least potential that there's going to be a lot of firepower there. So for the Seahawks to be, you know, not bringing guys back. And uh, they also released defensive end Carlos Dunlap. I That all to me looks like the Seahawks might be taking it a step back and... You know, I think I'm will. I think I'm willing to say right here, right now, on the 10th of March, that I think the Seahawks are going to be last place team. Especially if Russ, if Russell Wilson leaves, I think they're going to be a last place team in the NFC West. Let's take a look at the 49ers. Rumors say that the 49ers have some interest in running back Todd Gurley. Another team that is being named is the Chargers. So it looks like Gurley could be heading back to California. He just goes Georgia, California, Georgia, California. Well, I guess St. Louis for a little bit too, but he's just bouncing back and forth between coasts. And, you know, we'll see what happens there at the running back position for the 49ers, but could be Todd Gurley. Rams could be seeing Gurley two times a year. And I'm trying to picture Todd Gurley in a 49ers uniform, and it doesn't look right. I don't know. Maybe Falcons looked normal. I'll be honest, guys. He looked so natural in a Falcons uniform. 49ers just doesn't doesn't seem like the right fit to me. I don't know uniform wise I, I don't know about scheme <laughs> schematically i don't know if his knee can handle being in the nfl much longer so we'll see what happens there but uh, also there is uh, some stories on on jimmy jimmy garoppolo the, it seems like the mood is kind of shifting a little bit there we've we've heard like uh, they might be wanting to move him and then we've also heard on the back end like john lynch is saying like no he's our guy he's our quarterback we're we're, we're, we're with jimmy jimmy all day and then now it's kind of sounding like that they're not 100% sold on Jimmy that John Lynch coming out and saying that Jimmy's our guy might be coach speak a little bit. And it could, he could be on the move. It looks like the, the Patriots are very interested in Jimmy Garoppolo and there's reports coming out that Jimmy Garoppolo is their plan a, so they don't know what else they want to do. Or I guess they've got backup plans, probably bringing back cam, uh, who knows what other situations they're looking at, but, uh, and this this uh, draft class is pretty strong for quarterbacks, so maybe that's what they're looking at. But uh, the rumors are saying that the 49ers are not necessarily sold on Jimmy Garoppolo, and this could be the season that the, they move off of him. So that could be the Rams, 49ers, and Seahawks all getting new quarterbacks in this division. That would be huge. I don't know who the heck would play quarterback for the 49ers or for the Seattle Seahawks if Jimmy and Russ were to leave, but... I don't know, guys. That's a that's an interesting one. And then we'd have to redo my question of the the fan queso of of uh, what's what's uh, the ranking of the the four quarterbacks in the NFC West after we see the, see those. Let's go to the Arizona Cardinals. Signing J.J. Watt makes the future of Patrick Peterson unclear in Arizona. Looks like a cap situation might be unfolding there. And Patrick Peterson, we know how corners go in this NFL. They are very hot for a few years and then kind of fall off. Patrick Peterson has been able to to kind of sustain and do a very good job. I'm still personally a little bit mad at Patrick Peterson for that overtime punt return, uh, mainly though because of my own cockiness in that situation. So I'm I'm in Denver. I was with my mom. <laughs> we were watching the game at Buffalo Wild Wings, and. Uh, the Rams punt in overtime and I see the ball bouncing and it's like, okay, it's just going to be like a touchback or, or like, oh man, this is a really good punt. Like we can get him pretty far back. And then he takes it from the one and I like out loud, I'm like, huh, idiot, you don't take a punt from the one. And then he just ran it all the way back. And it's like, and I'm like sitting there all cocky. Like he catches it. And I'm like, oh, look at this moron over here catching a punt at the one. What a noob. And then of course it did not work out. And I looked foolish. <laughs> it's not the first time. It's not the last time I've looked foolish. It's going to happen more. It's happened plenty. Um, I'm at peace with it. But either way, looks like Patrick, Patrick Peterson, he may not be back in Arizona as a Cardinal. So he may be leaving the desert. The Buccaneers and Chiefs have already been named as potential landing spots for Patrick Peterson. 
I like either of those landing spots for Patrick Peterson as a human. As a Cardinal, I don't care. Uh, as a human, though, for Patrick Peterson, these both of these teams would give him a legitimate shot at a ring. And I think with his production level in the NFL and what he's been able to bring to the league, I think he is deserving of a ring. Not everybody can win a ring, though. All right, not everybody can win a ring. Let's go ahead and uh, we'll take a quick break here. I need to get some water into my face and my camera also stopped recording, but we will talk about some transactions and then we will get into some fan cases. So just a couple of transactions to get into with you guys. Linebacker Traven Howard is back with the Rams on a one-year deal for 850000 Same exact deal for center Coleman Shelton, who might be might be starting for the Rams. It looks like Austin Blythe might be on his way out. Uh, looks like the Rams may not be able to afford Austin Blythe. You guys know, if you guys have watched Rams Showcase for the last few years, I am definitely a fan of Blythe. Uh, he not only is an awesome offensive lineman and has been for the Rams, uh, he's he's done well for the Rams, but he also shares the last name of one of my favorite metal stars. I'm not going to give any more information. I know that there's like one or two of you that are like, I know exactly who you're talking about in that band. Jams! And that's all I need. That's all. That's all that I care about. Uh, but those are those. That's your transactions. Nothing too crazy. Just Coleman Shelton and Traven Howard are back. Uh, they were tendered. It looks like uh, they were exclusive rights free agents. So uh, the Rams had a pretty easy time getting them back. We'll see. Uh, there's going to be some new names coming in. Uh, not only with with uh, like re- like re- free agents like actually coming back. Restricted free agents. That's the words I'm looking for. Uh, but with restricted free agents coming back, I'm guessing D. Will, Darius Williams, uh, we'll see. I hope so, at least. I think that the Rams would be foolish to not bring him back on uh, on a on a, a pretty, like, a tender that you can save some money on. I mean, you slap a one on him, I think you're paying him, what, 3.25, I think is the, the number. I don't know that exactly. I think I saw that somewhere, though. Um, but either way, we're going to get some new news. Uh, make sure you guys keep an eye on the Ram Showcase Facebook page and Twitter page, I will be posting any roster updates there. Uh, I will get back on the the Twitter train. I've kind of been slacking on that for probably like a year and a half. <laughs> but we'll get back on that and we'll get some good uh, information for you guys. Any any like roster transactions that I see. I don't like to load up with this BS of like, hey, what's your favorite Rams number? Or whatever. I don't, that's a bad example because that makes no sense. But I don't like to just fill it up with BS. I like to actually give some good information. So we'll be doing that on the Ram show. It's at Ram showcase. Uh, that's everywhere actually. And then of course, uh, draft day, we'll be doing the photos and all that stuff. I'll have everything set up. Uh, so whenever we get the new names for the Rams, uh, we'll be dropping those in. So let's get into some fan quesos here. The first few come from Cody full disclosure, Cody. I did not read any of your quesos pre hand. I was working while those ones came in. So I did not get a chance to see them. I did, though, Jay, I did read yours beforehand, so I do have a little bit of more preparation on those. I've forgotten them since I read them, but I did read those before. Uh, so let's see here. Let's go ahead and start. Cody, what players would be a potential trade bait to lighten cap? Lots of rumors about Brockers and Woods, even with rumors that we aren't taking calls on Woods. Yeah, uh, those are the the like the two that we've heard about. Brockers makes total sense to me, man. Brockers, I, Brockers and Havenstein. Those are two names that make total sense to me as potential trades. Actually, before I forget, let me get this fan case so in two from David. Uh, do you think that the Rams will make a move by trading Robert Woods in order to bring in someone like Galladay, Godwin, or Jones? I'm seeing Robert Woods' name popping up in trade rumors and that the Rams are accepting calls for teams asking for him. I don't know if accepting calls is the right way to say it. Um, fielding calls, yes. Accepting calls, uh, the word is that the Rams are saying no, that the Rams are saying he's not available. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't necessarily have any thoughts on this. I The players come and go, the Rams are forever. And I love certain players. There's players that I'm a big fan of, but players come and go. Um, it, would, it would make a lot of sense to not get rid of Woods uh, based on... His cap hit isn't necessarily monstrous, but he he brings a lot to the table. So uh, to kind of tie in your question with Cody's, I, I think that Brockers and Havenstein are legitimate trade people that could, they could be on the move. Robert Woods, I don't think that the Rams are going to move Robert Woods. Next one from Cody, Cam Akers. Do you think he's our next franchise backer? Is he just going to be in rotation with Henderson? 
everybody's going to be in a rotation from here on out, man. Uh, the, the Rams got bit pretty bad by the Todd Gurley deal, and I don't think they're going to do that for a long time. I don't even think Malcolm Brown comes back because he's not going to be on a rookie deal. He's not going to be on that cheap deal anymore. So I I don't know, man. It's it's one of those where Cam Akers is awesome, and we, we, we keep hearing comments that he can be an every down back. But who is anymore? Uh, who in the NFL is that guy anymore? I, I don't I don't really know if it exists. Can Cam Akers do it? Yeah, I think so. But running backs get beat up in this league, man. And I think you need to rotate them. And I like Hendo as well. So uh, with a, a combo of Akers and Hendo, I don't hate that one bit. But also keep in mind, every single NFL team has two running backs that can get the job done. That's why the Packers didn't bring back Jones. So uh, it, it running back is one of those weird positions lately that I don't know if anybody really knows what to do with running backs in today's NFL. So can K-Makers do it? Yes, but I don't think that the Rams bring him back after his rookie deal is over. Next one from Cody. Chances we retain Austin Blythe, and if we do not, uh, and if not, do we have a replacement already with the potential moving on from Havenstein too? Man, you're like, you're like in my brain, man. Living in my head, Cody. So, uh, yeah, it looks like Coleman Shelton is being talked about. Uh, he he is a guy that that this team seems to like. Tremaine Ankrum, I've heard that name a lot in just like the last week or so. So that tells me that a guy like Havenstein might be on the move. So uh, I would say that the the Rams have a pretty deep offensive line, whether it's top tier to you or not. Even though, I mean, if you're PFF guys, then we're number three. So I don't know. Um, I, I think that this, this Rams offensive line has been really strong uh, this last year. So uh, I, I think that the replacement would be already on the roster. Coleman Shelton makes sense. Uh, Brian Allen's still around. Uh, I didn't necessarily love him in the 2019 season, but he's still around. Uh, so obviously he could do it too. Next one from Cody. What kind of presence in our locker room will Stafford have? And what is or will be the difference between Goff and Stafford in the locker room or even leadership in the huddle? Very strong question. So one of my favorite things about Sean McVay has always been that he does not blame players. He, he, always, he was always taking the blame. When something didn't go well, he always say, I need to put my players in better positions to make these plays. And I love that. Jared Goff never took that example. Jared Goff never said, after a loss... I mean, he he kind of said I need to play better so sometimes, but I don't know, man. Is it it felt like to me what I wanted Jared Goff to say was like I need to give those guys better balls, or I I need to do a better job in the pocket. I need to hang on to the ball. I need to like I I wanted that, but he always just said like oh, we we just didn't get it done today. You know we got to come out and do better next week. And I I wasn't necessarily a fan of that and. And I don't think he was taking that Sean McVay example of saying, I need to do a better job. I need to do a better job for my guys. And I think that that's going to be the biggest thing that Stafford does bring is that accountability of if if we are if we lose by four points and there was a deep ball missed, I think he's going to say that I need to do a better job getting that deep ball. We get, we complete that one and probably win the game. You know, something like that. Just an example. But I think that that is the accountability is what Stafford is going to bring that Goff necessarily not didn't necessarily bring he did to a level but not to that McVeigh level and I think that's ultimately why we saw McVeigh say our quarterback has to stop turning the ball over I think he wanted Jared Goff to come out and say like I'm I'm ruining this I'm losing us games I'm fumbling too much I'm throwing these picks to defensive linemen like stuff like that I think I think that that was really what the goal was from Sean McVeigh to get across to Jared Goff and it didn't happen so that's unfortunate Next one from Cody, a lot of former Lions or current ones expressing their feelings about Stafford leaving, seeming like uh, he's he's got the, I don't know what that says, uh, the I would run for, through a, oh, okay, I was just reading it weird, punctuation was missing, I get I don't know, I'm a bad reader, uh, the, I would run through a brick wall for that quarterback effect on players, uh, could be effect, uh, could that affect the underrated in leading our offense? I ruined that. I'm sorry. I'll summarize the question. Lions players, former and current, liked Stafford a lot. Uh, I've seen the comments that uh, a lot of people are like, hey, I, we want this guy to win a ring. Like, we hope he wins a ring. And 
I mean, for that, I, that just says a lot about him. It, it says that he that he is good in the locker room, that he that these guys do have his back. You know what I mean? Because who's been saying that about Jared Goff? I can't name anybody. Matt Stafford, though, he's got that. And, and, and you've, you've got former players that have played with him in the past saying, like, hey, I hope, he, I hope he gets a ring out in L.A., man. Like, he deserves it. And, hey, I would hope, I hope he gets a ring in L.A., too. That would be pretty cool because uh, the Rams, uh, we'd be beneficiaries of Stafford coming over. So, uh, yeah, uh, he gets people to play hard. He's a leader, man, and he's been in this league, so I, I, he knows what he's doing. Uh, I know that not everybody is a fan of having, you know, bringing in a little bit older of a guy, but I think his leadership is going to bring, I think this these next few years, the next like three, four years with Stafford coming into the Rams, I think are going to be very fun and, and very interesting to watch. Next one from Cody. Are we retaining our long snapper? Him and Hecker, in my opinion, is a combination I wouldn't want to break up. Yes, so... Hecker receives all of McQuaid's snaps and has for quite some time. There are two former St. Louis Rams that are still here and still just rocking it out. I hated seeing Jeezy leave. We saw what one guy leaving did to our special teams unit. Not only Jeezy, I guess, but also Coach Bones, Fossil taken off. Uh, that kind of that that of course plays into it as well. Uh, but yeah, I I think that there's no reason to move on from McQuaid. It's uh, not necessarily a high-impact position. It's not like he's getting beat up week in and week out. Uh, he just kind of does his thing. And, you know, I, I kind of want a McQuaid jersey. <laughs> I know that much. Uh, but, yeah, I think, uh, are we retaining him? I hope so. I, I, I see no reason to move on from him. Of course, we did just sign Stephen Wardle. Uh, it was a long snapper. So we do have some options there. But ultimately, I would definitely want to see uh, Jake McQuaid back. And last one here from Cody is, uh, I believe this year could look a lot like McVay's first year where we lost to the Falcons going 11-5. and five. Do you think we can improve on that considering that was Goff's first year in McVay's system versus Stafford as it seemed our offense took off right away? That's a strong question, man. Um, I, I don't know what I'm expecting this year out of the, the Stafford-McVay combo. I am, however, expecting pretty big things in the 2022 season. So typically, when a quarterback comes into a new system, the first year can be good. Can be good. I mean, we've seen it plenty of times. Can be good. I mean, Tom Brady goes in, wins the Super Bowl. Uh, Peyton Manning went to Denver. I, I'm com Yes, I'm blatantly comparing Matt Stafford to Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. This is Rams Showcase, and I'm the host. I can do what I want. But uh, So those guys came in and did, did a fine job, but... Typically what happens is the the year one to year two in that second year uh, in the system, in a new system for a quarterback, that's the year that they do really, really well. That they, Especially for an experienced guy who's been in the league. Of course, if you look at rookies, that first year typically tends to be uh, pretty good. And then there's tape on them, so second year might be a little bit of a slump. There are exceptions to this. Kyler Murray is one of the exceptions to this. Uh, but then that third year, typically a, a bounce back up. So uh, either way, I, I think that the this year is going to be the learning year for Stafford and McVay, especially with like limited training camp and all this stuff. It just sucks right now. The whole world kind of sucks right now, but we're getting there. We are getting there. We're making progress. Uh, but I, I think the 2022 season is where we're really going to see Stafford and McVay just, you know, I was going to say it like this. They're not going to beat each other up. They're going to mesh really well <laughs> together. Uh, my mom says fan cheese. Yes, fan cheese. Um, let's see. That's what happens when we ask for fan quesos. People ask questions that make no sense. And that also just hurts my feelings because all that tells me is that my mom has never listened to my show. <laughs> well, I've never heard this because anybody that knows Ram Showcase knows that fan quesos is a real thing. It's a segment I've been doing for years. Cody. Oh, another one from Cody. What kind of cheese do you put on fans? I think it depends on the fan. Uh, next one here. Oh, these next few come from Jay. Let's see here. All right. Starting at the top for Jay. So first question here from Jay, and then this will wrap up our fan quesos, is going to be the Rams seem too comfortable working in salary cap hell these days. Super Bowl or not, it's been crazy. Thoughts? Uh, yes. I. It's, it's Like I said, man, it's like that meme. Where the dog's sitting there and the house is on fire. And he's like, this is fine. 
that's kind of how it feels. But at the same time, man, I mean, salary cap doesn't roll over. It's not like if you don't spend it all, you get extra money the next year. So might as well spend it. All right. And there's always a way to get under the salary cap. So I don't I don't hate it at all. I don't hate that that it seems like we're going into 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 the season. We go like enter week one with like a nickel of salary cap. That doesn't bother me at all because like what is it doing for the Jets or the Jags or these other teams that have all this crazy amounts of salary cap? What is it doing for them? All these teams that have a crazy amount of salary cap are bad at football. So the the teams that are spending and going crazy and making big moves, those are the teams that you see in the playoffs. So I'm cool with this. I'm I'm 100% here for it, man. And you know, like I said, it's you need to spend and get to as close to that level. It's 182.5 this year. That's the salary cap. Let's hit let's spend 1 182.4. That's cool with me. I just don't want to see cuts made due to money. I want to see cuts made due to talent. Next one from Jay. Rams somehow get great bargains on free agency. Do you see them getting anyone good for a one-year prove-it deal? Example, Ngakwe. Yannick Ngakwe is a, an intriguing name. Always been a fan of this guy. Uh, kind of followed his career from afar. Don't necessarily know too much about him, but always have kind of admired his play. The... The free agency thing, yeah, the Rams do get a little bit of a deal sometimes. I mean, we're in L.A., we have a beautiful stadium, we're a playoff team, we have an exciting coach. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of positives that you can sell to, uh, to a guy to say, like, hey, we may not pay you like the Cleveland Browns, but you're not going to live in Cleveland. You have this beautiful stadium to play in, you're in L.A., and we're a playoff team. You know, I 75% of the time while McVay's been here, we've been a playoff team. I like those numbers. It'll probably jump up to 80 if I had to guess uh, this next year. So uh, that's that's part of it. But do I see any big moves this this season? I mean, I deleted this note because it didn't really make a lot of sense in my in the show today. But I, I just I don't think that the Rams are going to be buyers necessarily. I, I think that we could see a couple of names come in, but bigger names like Ngakwe. I think that the I think that the Rams just get outbid enough. Like, of course, if if you're looking at you know Browns versus well, we don't want to use the Browns. They they were they were decent last year. We'll use like the Bears because they suck. Um, the, so use like the the Bears and the Rams. If it's like a nine and eight million dollar offers, Rams offer eight, Bears offer nine. You might get them. You might get that guy. But if the Rams are offering eight and the Bears are offering fifteen, is L.A. worth that much? And especially you have to pay all those taxes and stuff. I don't know. So I don't necessarily know if the Rams are going to be big uh, buyers this uh, this free agency period. Next one here from Jay. The Rams didn't use the franchise tag. Was it the right move? Going to miss JJ. I'm going to miss JJ too, man. Uh, big fan of 43. Got to meet him up in uh, Denver in 2018. That was pretty cool stuff. Uh, he looked like he was not thrilled to take a photo with me. <laughs> but that's okay. I get it. I get it. Uh, but yeah, it's... um. I do think it was the right move, not using the franchise tag. Rams are already trying to clear space. Franchise tag's expensive. Don't get a lot of perks for it. And I mean, it's, I don't know. It's, it, it didn't seem right to use it this year. So I'm not surprised the Rams didn't, but yeah, uh, JJ is going to be missed. Floyd, I mean, he, he had a good year, but I mean, so did Fowler. And once he left, he was only average. So I don't know. Next one here. Personally, I'm looking forward to uh, Trevin Howard. His speed is needed. Who do you like from our inside linebackers or maybe a free agent? Dude, I'm still on the Kaiser train. I like Micah Kaiser. I really do. I, I've liked Kaiser since he came in. He's been good against the the, the run uh, since his college days. He's improved against the pass. I see no reason to not like him. So, I mean, yeah, Kaiser's my guy. Uh, Kaiser's my dude, and I'm going to keep supporting him. But yeah, I like him. I, I like Howard too. You're right. That that speed is is needed, especially the linebacker position. The only thing that concerns me about the linebacker position this year specifically is that Joe Barry's gone as the linebacker coach. Aubrey Pleasant's gone. Joe Barry's gone. Brandon Staley's gone. That hurts us. That does hurt the Rams. Those are three very good coaches, and the Rams lost all three of them. Those, those probably are three best defensive coaches. It is our three best defensive coaches. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't want to say maybe. They were our three best defensive coaches. They're gone now. Next one here from Jay. Who is your most despised ex-Rams player, either for how bad 
uh, either for how they performed or how they acted with us. Mine was Jared Cook. Felt like he gave up on too many plays. Lazy. Dude, okay, Cookie made me mad because when he was with the Rams, it seemed like he was not very good at football. He had stone hands. That, that one, uh, he's running down, he's like, clear touchdown in Arizona, and then dude comes out from behind, punches it out, it's a touchback, and it's like, oh my gosh, and then, so Stonehands gave up on plays, and, it, and we cut him, and it was like, alright, good, get out of here, Cookie, and then he goes to like the Packers, crushes it, goes to the Saints, playing great, and it's like, man, why couldn't you do that with us, man, like, you're making Nick Foles look bad out here, dude. But like, you go and play with other teams and look awesome. It just, it's just kind of lame. I don't know. But uh, some ex player, ex Rams that I'm not a fan of at all anymore. Uh, Todd Gurley's one. I, I don't like when a player leaves and opens their mouth a lot. I'm not just not a fan of that. Um, Clay Matthews did the same thing, but he was with Gurley when it happened. Uh, other than that, I don't know, man. I, I don't necessarily. I can't really think of any. I know that there are some. <laughs> there are definitely some where I'm like, good, get out of here. Sean Mannion, for sure. <laughs> Sean Mannion, I, the reason that I kind of grew to despise Sean Mannion was because everybody just wanted to see him start, and he was not very good at football. <laughs> has never been very good at football. He was decent in like his junior year at Oregon State, and then I, I think he, I don't know, he just didn't, he never showed me anything to make me be like, we need to get this guy some reps. Like, we, we need to see this guy in here. He never did anything impressive. And I think that that's why I started to despise him because Rams fans were like, we need to start Mannion. It's like, are you guys paying attention? Like, he's not very good. <laughs> and so, I don't know. But Todd Gurley is is up there for sure. Next one here, Russell Wilson is complaining about getting hit. Stafford got hit, got injured, didn't complain. That said, does Stafford miss some games this year? And does Russell get effing sacked by Seattle? <laughs> um I mean, as far as Stafford, will he miss time? I have no idea. I mean, I, the Rams have a better offensive line than the Detroit Lions did. So that helps. Uh, so hopefully he can stay He can stay upright. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to score touchdowns when your nameplate's on the grass. So I'm cool with uh, the Rams having a better offensive line, and I think that that benefits us. As far as uh, Russell Wilson, he's complaining about getting hit. Dude, I get it. I, I get it. They have not given him any help. That offensive line has been trashed since like 2016 and they don't care. They're not helping him. And then, you know, they, they get like DK Metcalf, strong weapon there. Of course, like Lockett and stuff like that. Good players. But I, they just, they haven't been helping them. I feel like they've kind of been, they've taken Russ for granted a little bit and I'm okay with it because now he's getting frustrated and wants the heck out of Seattle. Can't blame him at all for that. But as far as Stafford, does he miss games this year? I would say no because I mean, and it's not like Goff is injury prone by any means but uh he's only missed one one start in his career and he, he doesn't even really get shaken up so uh Stafford is super tough as well just like Jared Goff they're they're both very tough quarterbacks so uh, I would say I'll say no I don't think he, I don't think he'll miss games uh next one here oh with this whole cancel culture going on what do you think they're going or do you think they try to cancel Aaron Donald for all the sacking abuse he puts on Wilson I would love to see them try. I would love to see somebody try to to say anything to Aaron Donald about not doing a good job or getting canceled. <laughs> you can Aaron Donald cancels you, man. And uh, yeah, he's <laughs> Aaron Donald is insane. I'm very very happy he's a Ram and not somewhere else. Next one here. Do you see the offensive line maybe regressing with Cromer gone? Uh, not necessarily. I think that the Rams' offensive line has had a lot of talent uh, for a while. So I I don't know. It's it's been a deep offensive line, too. Uh, the Rams have had pretty strong players. 2019 was a down year uh, for the Rams offensive line. I think they ranked like 30th in PFF, but back up to three uh, this year. 2018, they were the offensive line of the year, and we still have a lot of those same guys. So, I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it does. I, Cromer's a good coach, but will it regress that much? I don't know. I would say as far as the re- regressing goes, I would say that if... If Blythe doesn't come back, if Havenstein gets booted, if, you know, something happens to Witt because he's, you know, a super old man now. He's been playing in the league for like 54 years. Uh, I would say if those things happen, then yes. But overall, I, I like I like our offensive line. I, I even like our backups. I like Bobby Evans. I, I like Coleman Shelton. You know, I like Tremaine Ingram. So 
Uh, there's guys even even depth wise that I, that I like and and I think will do a good job if they are called called on. Number nine, bias aside, rank the defenses in our division. First of all, bias is never aside. <laughs> uh, but even even with it, uh, I would say the uh, the Rams do have the best defense in in this division. The Rams absolutely have the best defense in this division. After that, I might give it. It's hard to give it to the Cardinals, man. It's hard. It's because bringing in JJ Watt obviously helps them, but they were not very good against the pass last year. So are they going to get better? They're losing Patrick Peterson probably. Buda Baker's still really good, but they and now now they have edge rushers, so that probably helps against the pass. But ultimately, uh, I'll go Niners two. I'll say Cardinals three. In Seahawks four, and the reason I'm going to say Seahawks four is because uh, some of the moves that they've made. We we know that uh, Griffin's not coming back at corner. He's going to test the market. Uh, Carlos Dunlap has been released. So I th- I think that that the Seahawks defense. I don't. I'm not liking the Seahawks coming in this year, guys. I don't know if they're going to do a very good job at this game of football that we all love to watch. I just I'm not seeing it with them. I there's something about the Seahawks this year that I feel like a a, a big dip is is coming. This Russell Wilson stuff coming out. They're cutting. They're cutting all these guys. Uh, they're they're making moves to to free up space, but also just to kind of have space. I don't know. I, I'm just not feeling the Seahawks this year. I would say that they they probably have the worst defense. Are going to have the worst defense. Cardinals and Niners are pretty close though. But the Rams. I when you give up the least amount of yards and the least amount of points as anybody in the NFL, that's the first time the Rams have ever done that themselves. I mean, they've been first in points and been first in yards, like individually before, but never both. So this, I mean, this is two, the 2020 Rams defense was probably the best defense that the Rams have ever seen, and it was very exciting. Not losing a lot of people, of course. John uh, Johnson's going to be leaving. Uh, Leonard Floyd probably going to be gone. Maybe some other corners. We'll see what happens. I think that that Hill and Williams could both be back, but uh, this this Rams defense is insane. Um, and I think going from Brandon Staley to Raheem Morris is not that is not really that big of a dip, if any. It might be an increase, honestly. But losing Aubrey Pleasant and Joe Barry, those are painful. Last one here is out of the Rams players in the trade rumor mill. Who do you think will be actually traded and why? I do think Brockers is as good as gone. I think number 90, I think he's out. I already, I, I think that Reports coming out saying that the Rams are looking at trades for him. I think that they're just going to move him. And I, I think that they go picks because you want cap space. And who do you get for Brockers? What what even do you want for Brockers? I'm not even sure what they're asking for. But it looks like draft-wise they're looking at wide receivers. So maybe they maybe they go that route in free agency or, or via trade. Uh, I could see Rob Havenstein being moved. And that would be another cap situation. Those are really the guys that I'm feeling. Um, Havenstein hasn't necessarily been talked about. That's just a guy that I think that could be on the move. Based on, you know, him just getting a little bit older. He's st- he, ca- he carries a pretty decent cap number. So, yeah. Thank you, man, for uh, dropping those. And I do appreciate the fan cases, as always, everybody who drops them. For me, uh, feel free to drop them in the comment section below. I will answer them. Message me at any of my pages. Uh, messaging is open on like the Ram Showcase Twitter page. I don't need to follow you to be able to message. Uh, so at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. Shoot me your quesos and we will answer them. You can also add me as a friend. My name is Joe Branham. Uh, you can add me as a friend on Facebook. That's typically where I get these. Um, it's, I've, I've got like my regulars, as you guys probably have caught on to. Jay, Cody, uh, usually Paul's in here. I think he was just a busy day for him, so he didn't. He, he just he, he blew me off. He hates me. Uh, but drop them and I will answer them on the next show make sure you guys also uh, like I said before on the 15th so just in 5 days from recording 4 days video of release <laughs> or of video release we will be doing on Monday March 15th the 5 year anniversary live AMA on YouTube we'll be cracking a beer and just kind of hanging out pretty non-formal kind of deal just want to celebrate the fact that you guys have let me into your ear holes for the last five years that's insane to me that's absolutely amazing to me i can't even tell you guys how much i appreciate it i can't even express it 
because this is what I love to do. If nobody watched me, I'd probably still do it. But hey, I got people watching me, and that's always awesome. So feel free to uh, to, to send a message or whatever, and and uh, we'll have conversations and we get stuff. My video did cut out, so I'll get out of here. I'll let uh, we'll just we'll just, I don't know what I'm going to put on the screen, but we'll do some good stuff. Uh, but either way. Make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all of your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can follow myself as well at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. Again, March 15th, live on YouTube at about 5.30 LA time, 8.30 uh, for the other coast, uh, and 6.30 Joe time, because I need to get home from work first, but make sure you guys subscribe to the youtube channel and hit that bell you guys will be notified that i'm going live on that day and time and come join me have a beer and have some conversations about the rams with me but that is going to do it for me i am sheriff joe bag this has been ram showcase on sports war radio for those of you who aren't rams fans our thoughts and prayers are with you for those of you that are rams fans thank you guys so much for listening and you guys have a great night At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.